I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land upon which this recording takes place, the Wadundi and Bububun people of Woodachup in the southwest Bujara region in Noongar Buja, also known as Margaret River. I acknowledge their continuing connection to the land, waters and community. I pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hey there, welcome back to the Men, Sex and Pleasure podcast. I'm your host, Cam Fraser. This is episode number 50. We're talking all things masculinity, sexuality, male bodies, and men's experiences of pleasure. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with Emily Clare. And Emily is an erotic embodiment dance teacher and sacred sexuality and embodiment teacher dedicated to inspiring people on their journeys toward integrating with themselves, their bodies, and to the deepest part of themselves, their sexuality. She transitioned careers from a lawyer to this work after being deeply inspired by the profound impact that embodiment and sacred sexuality work had on her own life. Emily has mentored with leading international and national experts in her field, and she holds a wealth of knowledge in sexuality, sacred sexuality, and neo-tantra, embodiment, and dance, all as healing modalities, and she's also trauma-informed. Emily has created Erotic Temple Dance, a four-week erotic embodiment journey into feminine sexuality archetypes, which tours across Southeast Queensland in Australia, and she facilitates group work in spiritual sexuality practice for men and women, and she privately coaches people as well. And you can find all of Emily's work at her website, which is deepenembodiment.com or on her Instagram, which is at an underscore erotic underscore heart and erotic heart. Emily and I have a really lovely conversation. This is kind of our first time connecting and she shared with me about her offering that she has for men, which she calls fuck and kill to consciousness. Uh, And we talk a little bit about our opinions regarding masculinity and femininity and the essential nature or the inherent nature of men and women. And we also talk about what we think is necessary for quote unquote men's work and quote unquote women's work. Uh, And we also offer a little bit of practical advice for men that might be interested in going down this journey. So this is a really lovely conversation with Emily. It was really nice to connect with her. So I hope you listen and enjoy. It is the teacher's duty to enlighten their students on the commonly accepted standards of sexual behavior. These sperm cells are carried through the tubes in a thick colorless liquid called semen and at certain times are expelled through the penis. Side effects include headache, flushing, upset stomach, and abnormal vision. To avoid long-term injury, seek immediate medical help for an erection lasting more than four hours. So that leads me straight into the first uh, question. Not a question, actually. It's an invitation, and it's an invitation for you to share uh, about the work that you're doing, why you're so passionate about this work that you're doing, and um, maybe a little bit about why you decided to do this particular work. So I'd love to invite you to share for the next couple of minutes. Great. Um, So I'm currently calling myself a sacred sexuality and embodiment teacher. Um, I came across from a corporate background as a lawyer, and um, that was about, left my last law job two years ago, and but stopped being a lawyer four or five years ago and started to train in these other areas. And mm, I went to my first devotional erotic dance um, course like probably four years ago. And when I was in it, I just felt like I was just home and I felt like something had just like something landed in me that I was like, whoa, this, this is the thing that I'm here for. This is what I'm about. And yeah, it's like that feeling of knowing something, but then like not really knowing it <laughs> and then having to go on a journey and like, yeah, like this really deep resonance feeling. And of course I didn't know everything that I know now four years ago in that one class, but then having to go on a journey across many different teachers, um, international studies, um, yeah, different tantric and neo-tantric practitioners and leading sexuality schools and 
yeah, has all brought me back to a place where I now kind of like feel like I get it. <laughs> I get, I get a many different layers and perspectives of the sexuality and, and relating industry, and I get why it's important. Um, and embodiment and to pop that in there. So those are my main passions currently and what I love to work in. Um, and it's been really related to my own journey, like just growing up and having no connection, really limited to connection to my body in terms of my emotions and my also my physical body. So when I was um, sexual for a long time, um, I was very, very disconnected from what that actually felt like and what that actually meant and um why i was sexual and why like a lot of reasons that we go into um intimacy that are not actually based in um heart's desire or authenticity so and and self-connection um so yeah so i yeah discovered that sexuality was a huge huge thing of my own journey and then i discovered that not only does sexuality relate to um intimacy like when you sleep with someone it also relates to like for me it relates to like it's a cornerstone of my life now so it relates to how connected i am to my body in each in each moment because what i've discovered there's a linking between sexual energy and aliveness and ecstasy and joy and when i didn't have that access to that inherent current that i believe we all have um, I had a lot of trouble with depression and not feeling that happy, not feeling like that connected to my desires, not feeling, never felt ecstasy apart from when I was on ecstasy. <laughs> so um, that was a while ago, but um, yeah, never had felt natural ecstasy really, or like had kind of like clopped it into my system that that's what, um, what we can feel in day-to-day life. And um, so, yeah, I found this like great, um, meaning and purpose in, in rediscovering my own joy and my own happiness, my own connection to my body. And then also, I guess, coming from a background where both my parents have had essentially three marriages each, I didn't really believe in relationships. I didn't really believe in, in like, in relationships could be that great. Essentially, I didn't really grow up with, like, a lot of, like, visible um like super healthy relationships around me that I actually felt like I would desire to be in. Um, I felt quite shut down, actually felt very shut down from men particularly. And I had a string of like mediocre to bad relationships in my twenties. Um, and yeah, so it's just led me to a place where I found, I found conscious relating extremely fascinating and I loved breaking down the ways that we basically ruin love. <laughs> and like, I loved understanding the ways that we, yeah, that all the shadow sides of the immature or undeveloped or, um, or not aligned with, with the divine, if you use that language, um, kind of behaviors and patterns that we have, which essentially all those patterns when you, Saying them too long will kill a relationship. Um, yeah, so I just found that a very interesting, fascinating area. And I also found that, like, a key that is that relationships, the richness of your relationships have a direct impact on how happy you are as well. And how seen you are in your relationships has a direct impact to, like, how worthy you feel of, like, everything wonderful in life. So, we aren't taught those skills, but it's like a huge missing link to, um, yeah, to, yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing. Yeah. My pleasure. I am. Um, I'm always curious about people that come from like ostensibly totally different, um, lines of work and then, you know, start to do sexuality work or into like the sexuality and relationship into industry. And I'm wondering is there um, anything from your days um, as a lawyer or, or doing law that you found have translated across into the work that you're doing today? Are there any skills that are, are available to you in both? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so having spent 10 years in the corporate world, I have quite a solid business understanding and foundation. So that is really assisting in this, like as you emerge into spirituality teaching, or 
the healing industries that are outside of the mainstream are having a business like mindset. And I actually love it. Like I don't find my business boring at all. Like my business is epic. And um, yeah, but having that build that basically that masculine, you talk in terms of masculine and feminine energy, having that masculine energy come across from the corporate world, but then come across to actually serve my creativity and serve my aliveness and happiness um, is something definitely that I've brought across and that I also find actually crucial. Um, and yeah, I often feel a little bit disheartened when there's so much um, pushback against the um, corporate world or capitalism. But in reality, like if we merge, um, yeah, heart and sex connected people with high level business, then we're going to do incredible things. And yeah, the more people that have this, have these skill sets stepping into like, or the more people with the healing skill set who then get business training, it's just a great way to um, add and give to the world. Yeah. 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 I like that. I've been, I've been reading up on like conscious capitalism and just alternative ways of like doing these systems that have been in place for like so long it's like surely obviously we've been doing them wrong in some respect because of the way things are at the moment so i think there's definitely ways of rewiring and rethinking about them and i'm all for that i'm not saying that we should stay in the same system it's more that like the system is is can serve good things yeah nice yeah i like that very cool um i'm wondering you 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 said that you had a um when you started doing uh or maybe it wasn't set when you started doing this work, but I think you said part of your journey has been like healing your relationship with men, particularly. You said that you had a you know, bit of a disconnection from men. And I'm wondering, um, did that lead you to then when you started doing this work, having some resistance to working with men um, and, and only wanting to work with women or couples? Like how did that play out for you? Yeah, I think that's a very, very interesting um, thing to bring up because I have been in sexuality containers for like, four years now. And the first three of those, I studied intensively with women. So I was in like really long, deep containers with just women. And then last year I joined a co-ed container with John Wineland as a lead and an advanced practitioner um, training that goes for a year with 20 other practitioners internationally who are men and women. And, um, and John, I had so much resistance. I wanted to pull out like for the first six months, essentially, because I had like, so I had so much unhealed stuff around men coming up that to be like led by a container, like a sexuality or intimacy, sacred sexuality container by a man and then having to like learn about the feminine and learn about like surrender and and receptivity to men and like receptivity to the masculine that was an entirely like rewiring of my system, um, which I now believe um, it's definitely aligning me back with my inner truth because I had such an outside masculine shell, couldn't let anyone take care of me. And um, yeah, and I couldn't trust men. I just actually just flat out just didn't trust men, just did not trust men. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting because I also feel that this is like a bit of a missing conversation a little bit in the sexuality industry. I don't know if you feel the same way. I'd actually be interested to know, but I feel like there's a lot of women in like women's empowerment, which is amazing. And I'm all for that. But if we don't balance it out with like, yeah, with, with the, with the compassionate side for essentially what I decided to do in my journey was to understand both, um, both, sexes in terms in the scope of sexuality understand the wounding that applies on both ends um and understanding that we are all growing and learning about empowerment as a like species together we're not learning separately it's not just women's empowerment because a lot of the behavior of patriarchy was not empowerment (laughs) it was power over and that doesn't actually come from a place of wholeness or true joy or true happiness. Um, so we're seeing like a reconstruction happening, but I do actually firmly believe that we don't swing too far into the like, yeah, into the hating men part. 
Yeah. What's your view on that? I'm curious. I, I guess I see a lot of women. Um, I see a lot of women like in the sexuality relationship industry. I, I, I feel like I don't know the statistics on this, but I feel like it is um, predominantly women who work as practitioners within the industry. Um, that's just from my observation. Uh, like I can't back that up with any figures, but um, I'm yeah, yeah, I am. Um, but I, I feel like there's a lot of women that are working with men who um, like maybe haven't done any work around like around men. Like they, they, they don't like they're like the, the thing comes, that comes to mind is like um, going through like a sexuality training and, you know, going through the training based on your own like lived experience as a woman. Like I, I would go through the same experience as a guy you know, I'd go through a sexuality training. It would be tailored towards like just me unlocking my own sexuality, learning more about myself, learning more about sexual expression, yada, 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 um, all amazing stuff. But then then it'd be like, okay, now I'm going to go and work with women as a guy, right? And I see a lot of women doing the same thing, working with men who um, who like, like my lived experience is not as a woman. Like I don't know what it's like to have a womb. I don't know what it's like to to give birth i don't know what it's like to menstruate um i can talk about all those things i've got the knowledge but i i don't embody that right um on a on a on an anatomical physiological level i literally can't understand um so i can um so in a, in a sense i can't empathize right because i don't um experience those things and and i feel like there's a bit of a, a similar thing happening with women like women uh, if you're a you know cisgender woman you you don't get an erection you don't ejaculate you don't have these physiological experiences that a person in a male body has um and um and so i think there's like specific like if you're going to be working with people of another gender there's like specific training that you should probably do in order to 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 feel comfortable and to feel aligned working with them like i I haven't done that training specifically for for women, so I don't like I don't work with women. I work with with men, cisgender, predominantly heterosexual guys, um, because that's my lived experience. That's what I can speak to with authority. Um, and so I kind of see a similar thing happening with women, just kind of using their own experiences to work with guys, and maybe having some misalignment there because they haven't studied men specifically. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I have like so many things to say about that. <laughs> um, Firstly, that like, well, like what I wanted to say was that, um, yes, there is like learning from your own experience and teaching from your own experience is one element. And then there are additional studies where you can, you can understand a greater, um, a greater experience of the collective. So I, so I measured in men's sexuality in one of my, in Layla Martin's one-year program, I majored in men's sexuality, and it's completely different from women's sexuality. So there are different, um, yeah, well, for us all, the physiological aspect is one completely different aspect. But then the other aspect is like the woundings and the traumas that are um, that are generally present in women versus generally present in men are not the same thing. They may hurt the same way, potentially. Some people... We'll disagree with that, but because we have like we see first like we see um, overarchingly that um, women are more sexually physically abused um, by men, and so there is that. But that does not discount that there are woundings in men that are very painful um, on a different level as well. So my thoughts on that is that I can know, I can speak from experience that I spent years in female containers and it wasn't until I actually started to be in a co-ed container that my deeper wounding came up in relation to trusting men and and being able to come to men from a place of not um, wounded projection. It was like a completely, completely different, you know, it was huge. It was absolutely huge. And a lot of people are going around um, with these projections and the projections essentially stop you from intimacy and stop you from loving. And so as a woman, we essentially um, are born into, like, um, this is sensitive, but essentially sexual abuse, we're essentially born into a world where um, a woman's body is not um, 
like women can be traumatized from the psychic collective consciousness on sexuality because it's so akin to sexual abuse. So I hope it's okay to speak this yeah, <laughs> sensitively on, on the topic. Um, yeah. So I forgot where I was going with that, but basically there's like, I wouldn't have been able to work with men and actually the first six months, it was definitely like an experience for me. I charged lesser rates because I knew that I wasn't as confident and perhaps as ready to work with men as I am with women. And it's really only becoming six months down the track of working with men that I now feel that I can, with all my trainings, with all my healings, like that I can actually come to a session wanting the best for the men and that's a really big problem. We see in the industry healers that haven't cleared their their projections around men and their, and, and their own wounding, and that is not an easy journey. <laughs> Depending on the incarnation of the person, like that's not an easy journey. It's very very painful for some people. It was very painful for me, and um, <clears throat> but essentially what it's what it's meant is that I can now mm, live more openly and more ready for love with men um, than I was able to before. And that is something that's priceless. Um, yeah. 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 Thanks it's for speaking into that. Yeah, I resonate with that. And then there's like this, like I don't want to discount the power of like working with someone of another gender as well. Like as a client, um, going and seeing like me as a, as a cis dude, like going and seeing a woman, is like totally different and the, the experience and the energetics of it is totally different than if I was going to go and speak to another guy about sexuality stuff and, and, and different things can come up and, um, and different, like, especially like if you're doing hands-on work as well, like if I was going to go and get some hands-on somatic sexology work and it was a male practitioner versus a female practitioner, totally totally different experiences um, for me and also for the practitioner. So I think there's power in owning the fact that you are of another gender, especially if you're doing sexuality work because it can bring up a whole host of different types of triggers and, and stories. Um, and I, I also want, and this is not something I've spoken or really even thought about until right now, but something you've just shared with me has kind of sparked this in me, which is like, you know, you, you said you studied for a couple of years just in female dominated containers, right? Female only containers even. And I kind of like, see the same thing happening in the men's work. I, I, I see kind of men's work as a couple of steps behind women's work. Um, and, uh, and, and I feel like guys are at this point where it's like, okay, we need to just like have men's groups, right? And, and like, I think that's important. Like the, the men's groups are important, but there's no, there's, no, um, there's no women in these groups, right? And so it's the same kind of same dynamic that you've just shared with me is like all the, all the men's workshops that I've gone to, it's all about, it's all talking about masculinity. It's all talking about like being a man. It's all talking about like expressing your vulnerability and your emotions, but there's no women in these spaces. So like all the relationships that we have with women aren't really being addressed because there's no women for us to work on those relationships with, right? Um, so I think there's, a, a, and you touched on it, like the power of like mixed gender spaces and containers where those things can be brought up and you can like literally viscerally hear the stories from, from uh, people of other genders about like what they've gone through. So um, I definitely think that's a big piece of like where men's work particularly can and should go. Yeah. I love that. So very, very, from my own experience, it's incredibly beautiful and it does bring a whole range of multi-level layers, more layers to it. Yeah, but it's unnecessary. Yeah, it's very beautiful. <sighs> and now yeah. you're you're working with men now, are you? So I work with men and women. Um, it's still predominantly women, but I do work privately with men. Mm -hmm. And I also work in like couples containers that include men. And yeah, that's as far as I've gotten with that, but that doesn't explode the future with like what may happen. Yeah. And something that was um, intriguing to me, and one of the reasons why I wanted to speak to you was because of the, it was actually the um, the name that like really stood out to me of your, um, is it a program that, that um, I'll let you kind of speak about it, but is it a, a program that, that, that name? It's not a program, it's a specific practice. Um, so it's a practice called Fuck Killed Consciousness. 
And it's one of the practices that comes through my men's sexuality major in Layla Martin's course. Um, and essentially what I've found, okay, so essentially um, it's a practice aimed at men where we look at the inherent desire, the inherent natural desire in men to, to fuck and to kill. So that can sound like a bit, I remember the first time I read that, I was like, whoa, that's like, men don't have that. Like we're not on the tribal days anymore. Like, and what I realized after having kind of sat with that for a while and then done a lot more training and investigation into masculine and feminine energies, um, the masculine, some of the qualities being penetrative, strength, holding, um, is that there is as an inherent, like the more I see it, the more I just believe that this is true. The more I look at it, I believe that this is true. So there is an inherent desire in men to fuck and to kill. And what we have, and so this practice is called fuck and kill to consciousness. So what we haven't seen is the integration of that primal instinct and that natural primality part of our animal you know if we don't look at the um highly developed intel um cognitive part of us yet but we just look tap into the part of us that's still in the animal psyche there is an undeveloped part in most men that is still energetically playing out in terms of fucking kill so this practice is about bringing it to consciousness so it's essentially bringing it to a space where we integrate it into heart and presence. And what you see when you do that, it's so beautiful when I've, when I've seen men, men do this. So I might just like take everyone's memory to like when you see a um, kind of like missing early 20s, men doesn't have to be early 20s, some men in like a, a pub brawl, for example. Right. And it's quite, you know, there's no intelligent conversations going on in that. <laughs> there's no like, so it's thinking about that energy in terms of the kill energy. And we don't, we don't have to think about on the extreme is what I'm trying to say is like, and this practice is aimed at all men. So we don't have to think of it on the extreme. We don't have to be thinking about the extremely violent um, criminals or putting ourselves to that level of extreme expression of of this energy but we can think about it in terms of like where it exists in the normal the i don't want to say normal human but the average person um what i genuinely believe is that the more that we, everyone does the work to purify these energies that are out of alignment with our higher selves so out of alignment with our mature selves or with our heart-centered selves that the, that actually has a ripple effect across um, the world. So it doesn't matter in what class, system, structure you are doing the work. It just matters that we're doing the work. Um, so this practice is about accessing that part. And so if I talk about the fuck energy, um, this can be one of the directions in the practice is to um, we have a set of pillows <laughs> and we I guide the men to um, basically just unleash on the pillows in fuck energy in whatever way, putting fuck um, right and wrong aside and just letting themselves fully feel that desire to take and to ravish and to fuck. And so another way to look at that energy is that we can quite commonly see it in pornography where there's not a lot of heart connection. It's not really about the female's experience. Um, and that energy on its own is actually destructive. So you don't even have to say, you know, take it all the way up to um, like abuse, but you look at it in terms of a lower grade energy where it's um, not done without consciousness or awareness or, or heart, actually. And so that, that does create um, not only disconnection in the bedroom, but also can create trauma. So looking at that, that desire and that energy, and this is more of, this is probably a higher level practice that I take a look at. I don't really start people here. 
we kind of build up to this generally. But then you, we learn about how to then bring these energies, which we can so often see as like shunned or put aside. Um, and then we can marry it with the heart and presence. And in that we can find a lot of beauty. Yeah. Because essentially it brings that energy into integrity and in alignment with that man's inner, um, inner, um, desires for the highest good essentially and that is incredibly beautiful and extremely empowering and transformative for a lot of men because this energy can often feel really shameful to access and can have a lot of trouble accessing it but because it has been the cause of a lot of trauma and um over the year over the you know centuries thousands of years it, it can be really, really shut down, but actually if it's integrated in the heart, then it becomes something that is a gift for the partner, for the woman or the man, but it can become something that's like really a gift and very, very beautiful to give because, um, yeah, women can start to trust that it's safe to be ravished and it's safe to be um, to be taken and in a way that feels really nourishing and really supportive and really loving. Yeah. So it's, I think I actually feel really strongly about this part of men in terms of it's, we shouldn't shut it down. And this is again, linking to what we said earlier about, um, the feminist movement becoming swinging too far against men is that it shouldn't be shut down it's incredibly beautiful and deep inside every woman is a desire to be protected by the masculine and the protection aspect is a part of this energy so it's yeah it's really like i feel very devoted <laughs> actually to um this being okay in the world because what i found along my own journey, the reason I couldn't be around that energy was because I carried the wounding of it, of the unhealthy ex expression of it. And I didn't know how to trust it. But now that I do, it's completely changing my relationship with men entirely. And um, I feel really strongly about this inherent um, part of, of men as a part of like the essential nature of who they are and that it, it shouldn't be squished or shut down in the world. And this could be an edgy discussion for some people, <laughs> which I'm realizing. I've got some nerves. I'm like, oh, this is going to bring up some trickers. <laughs> no, well, thank you for, for speaking into it and for sharing um, and for being so um, passionate about it, you know, devoted to it, you know, the, the language that you used. I think it's really, um, you know, it speaks a lot about your, your character to have, you know, something to be passionate about. So um, I... I I, I like it and and I've I, I resonate with it uh, to an extent and the um, and I'm not here to to debate you by any means um, but the the what I draw issue with is like the um, uh, like the essential like the, the, you know this is an essential part of men which is to to fucking kill I've done like some um, anthropology studies and the uh, and and I'm just because I'm curious, and I, I I like kind of picking apart the whole idea of like this is what this is how men are and have always been, and this is you know their true nature, and this is how women are and have always been, and this is what their true nature is. Um, and I just kind of find it interesting that there's like evidence to suggest that you know we we weren't as hunter gatherer as the you know the textbooks might have us believe, and that there were actually women who did a lot of hunting and, and up to half of all the hunters were women. And, um, and so there's like these interesting, uh, what actually, and one of the reasons why I was actually really keen to, to talk to you about this is because when you sent me through that message about your um, fucking kill to consciousness uh, work was at the, almost at the exact same time that I was writing a post about like um, our uh, human ancestral kind of tribes, people, ancestors. Um, and and how we're not as black and white as maybe we we kind of think we are based on some very recent research. So it was just like, whoa, this is coming up at the same time. Um, and I thought that I thought that was really synergistic. Um, but but I, I like the idea, and I, I, uh, I, I like the that. Oh, like yeah, to that. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to hear yeah. it. So it's more about the 
it's more about masculine and feminine energy. So that part is more of an essential to the, a masculine identified male. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So someone who resonates more with that like penetrative and um, assertive energy that you were talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that really more so applies to that. That's a whole other topic because um, someone may have grown up. I mean, I, so what I believe is that masculine energy and like we all have masculine and feminine energy and that predominantly we'll see throughout society men sitting more in their masculine and women sitting more in their feminine. It doesn't mean that there are not societies where that's switched or where that's like spread out more. It's just a predominant thing that I've seen across my studies. So it doesn't exclude what you've said, essentially. Um, yeah. And it doesn't that people can choose, you know, if you really feel like you want to be half, half masculine and feminine and not identify necessarily with either, or you want to feel, we all have these energies, the left and right side of the brain, essentially. And just, we can use the words yin and yang and yeah. So I think, um, David data has this, um, the, the spectrum, right. And it's like, where on this spectrum of polarity do you sit? Um, and uh, and so that leads me to a, a question then is like, would you, would you do a fucking kill to consciousness work with a woman? <sighs> Not really. <laughs> it, unless it was particularly present in our, like, unless I really felt like they, they had a piece that I really integrate. It's more something that I see arise with men. So it's like when I, commonly have men come to me and say i just don't feel safe to be penetrative this is something that i would do with them if a woman started to say that kind of thing to me it would be different and i would happily support her and she's more than likely or not developing her masculine energy and again that's okay to like have that in a woman and that's what i just want to be super clear on not that when i say that this is it's more that this type of energy sits more commonly in men as it does in women, but it doesn't mean it doesn't sit in women. So there you go. <laughs> Cause you can see like, we talk about the uh, Kali, Kali, the protector, the um, goddess of destruction, isn't she? Goddess of, yeah. So she, she will, yeah, she has an element of her, but there's a different energetic, I guess, um, that I'm talking to in terms of, the fuck and the kill it's more of a penetrative energetic yeah yeah and i think there's like a um a big piece that society plays with regards to that energetic as well right it's like we tell guys that they like this the, the education that guys get and i if i reflect on my own education here it's like the way that i was told that i need to be sexual is i need to just fuck right like that's my that's my education around sexuality and um i get told like to be a to be a, a businessman, I need to be ruthless and cutthroat, right? And the language that was used um, to describe how I'm supposed to show up as a man in the world was very different to the language that's used for, um, you know, that society uses for, for a, a girl growing up or a young woman growing up. So I definitely think that society plays a role in the construction of these of these energies i suppose and, and either reinforces or perpetuates them yeah totally yeah it's um yeah. it's an interesting interesting conversation because i've been i've been journeying with like what does it look like to be like quote-unquote feminine right as a as a person with a male body does like does can my femininity be penetrative you know can my can my can my masculinity be um nurturing you know does does femininity have to mean nurturing and masculinity have to mean you know um, assertive? Is there a, is there a way to be penetrative and feminine? Is there a way to be uh, assertive and, and in your feminine energy? Is there a way to be you know nurturing and, and mothering in your masculine energy? Like is there is there is there an overlap? Is there is there more nuance is, rather than it just being like over here and over here? Would John Wineland would be able to answer that? It feels like I'm not quite in my 
my trainings at that level. Like, yeah. Because uh, I would, I would drop back to saying that in the nature of masculine energy, it's penetrative in nature and the feminine is receptive in nature. So that means that the energetic of the feminine is like re- receptivity and the energetic of the masculine is, is penetration. So I would, I don't know. I'm sure that like, and it, yeah, it's more about, you're not one or the other, you're, you're both. And yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I, I, I like that idea as well. I like the idea of finding this, um, finding this, like a, the, the language that comes to mind from my own trainings is like inner union, right? In a marriage between your, your, your energies. And, um, and then I'm like, part of me is is also reflective of like what is you know what does anxiety look like like is is anxiety you know does because anxiety i feel like has its own energy i feel like anxiety isn't masculine or feminine i feel like if you've got an anxious energy it's like i think of the that you know your stress response your your survival response which is to um you know people know about fight or flight but there's a couple of other f's uh, on the end of that which is to feed which is to fuck one yeah um fawn if you want to be nice about it and um is to um what's the other one that's freeze as well right um so i've never heard of feed and fuck before yeah right so um so you've got the five f's actually um and so this idea is that like you're like like especially as men right especially as guys um or, or as people with penises that can ejaculate right a survival response is, and I talk about this with regards to, you know, ejaculation choice and guys learning how to last longer is to, to come, is to ejaculate, right? It's to pass on your genes, is to procreate, right? It's to, is to ensure the survival of your species, of your lineage, of your, of your offspring is to, is to come. Um, and so like a survival mechanism is to ejaculate. It's even wired up to our sympathetic nervous system. Um, and so I, I think like the, you know, when, when you're talking about, you know, to fuck, um, I often see that played out as a survival response, almost like a stress or a trauma response, right? Um, oftentimes trauma can put us into this state of s- survival or can put us into this sympathetic nervous system response. Um, and so, I, and, and so that brings up, uh, you know, just, I, I like the, the, um, I guess like the integration between those two things as well. It's like, okay, let's talk about like anxiety and bring that into the, the discussion of energetics because I think that's not a conversation that's been had. Mm. <laughs> cool. Um, what's um, what's your um, like when you when you see because uh, I know you said before like th- there's some higher level stuff that you do with guys. What are what are some like entry level stuff that you do with men? Maybe a guy's like listening to this and he's like, oh, that resonates with me, but I'm not really sure like what that would look like and i don't want to go and you know, maybe he's he's worried about going and, and ravaging some pillows but what does some lower level stuff look like for him cool um so probably like the first practice we would do is um testicle massage i think that's really beautiful yeah so we learn about how to connect to your genital region with love and start to create a bit of an energetic energy flow there and connection to it. Um, yeah. I also interestingly teach like quite often men first a feminine embodiment practice because I think that there is a lot of interrelationship between sexuality expression and um, men developing their feminine side. So one of the first things I teach is, is a feminine movement practice. So um, that's about accessing pleasure through um, the body, through through like simple movement. Mm. So that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, I love the idea of connecting back to your body, especially back to your genitals as well. Like there's this, um, I see a lot of guys have really poor relationships with their cock. You know, there's like this, and it's similar to what you were sharing before. It's a very take mentality. Like whether they are aware of it or not, a lot of guys are trying to get something and take something from their genitals, right? They're trying to they're trying to get an ejaculation or get an orgasm or get pleasure from it. Um, and so like reframing that, the way that I reframe it is like, 
I'll share that with them, but I'll, I'll then say, look, think about giving something back to your cock. Think about giving pleasure to your genitals. Like fill your cup up, fill your pleasure cup up with touch. Um, and can you like, can you um, express gratitude to your cock? And can you like love it rather than, rather than literally beating it if it doesn't give you what you want, right? Like, um, like just changing that relationship I think is really important and so foundational. Yeah, it's foundational. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Yeah. What about um, like, I, and I like movement as well. I love the idea of a movement practice. And um, is it a, I know because you, you've shared this before, you've got a background in doing, um, I think it was dance, right? It's erotic dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So usually I'll start in one of Michaela Baum's practices called nonlinear movement. Um, it's super simple. So it's like being on your, I mean, you can check it out. You can Google nonlinear movement for anyone who's interested. Um, and it's about being on, basically starting on your hands and knees and, and moving from the impulse within you rather than making your body move a certain way. And that really helps like the person to connect deeper to their own, like their own body in their, in their own emotional in, internal world and starting to like identify and resonate with it. So that's the, the main use that I give that practice for. Erotic dance, again, it's more something I would work up to um, because not a lot of men are like straight up wanting that, but I have worked with men teaching that. Um, and it's, again, like another development of their, of their, well, I teach feminine sexuality embodiment through erotic dance. And so it's just another way that they can develop their feminine. And it's like sensuality, like sensuality is often forgotten in, in men's sexuality and sensuality is so beautiful. It's like one of my favorite things to see with a lover is when they are really connected to their own sensuality. It's just such an incredibly beautiful thing to, to witness and erotic. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I 100% agree with you with regards to sensuality being devoid of a lot of men's expressions of their sexuality, right? It's, it's very much like what you've shared before. It's very much that like, just a fuck, you know, I'm just here to fucking, you know, (laughs) the, the, all the language that, that pops up when I think of like, um, I've done a lot of like workshops with guys and, and I get them to list all the words they can think of when it comes to like the word sex, like all the slang words they can think of, all the stuff they heard in the schoolyard. And all of it is like, you know, slay, bang, pound, you smash, like all this stuff. It's like very not sensual, right? The opposite of sensual. And, um, and that's like the, that's the culture we've got around like men and their expression of sexuality. So bringing that sensuality piece into like their own exploration, even of their own body, like a lot of guys don't, don't explore sensuality by themselves, let alone with a partner. So, you know, even, even and just like bridging so that. If, we, if there's anyone <laughs> listening who like thinks that, um, like, yeah, that sex is so much better than pounding and slaying. <laughs> <laughs> there is so much more available by doing this deeper sexuality work that is like, create something that's so mind blowing. It's better than like that. Yeah. Like conquering the thing that might sound great by those words which is why they probably use it's so much more and so much more beautiful and deep and um yeah by starting to actually really have a connection with yourself in this in the way that cam was talking about mm, yeah and i and i really advocate for people especially i mean people in general but because we work with men we're talking about men like just movement you know like i love the idea of bringing movement practices in like full body movement because like we're so stationary and stagnant when like I talk to guys about the way that they masturbate all the time and it's all sitting down like I am now actually in front of a computer screen, like hunched over, closed down, like a, and, and then like stroking their cock like a chimpanzee, you know, like a fucking animal. And, um, and there's no, like it's so stagnant and so stationary. So, you know, getting some, like even standing up, like one of the simplest things that I tell guys that they can do to change the way that they self-pleasure and masturbate is start standing up. You know, when you masturbate, just fucking get out of your chair, get off your ass and actually feel your body. You know, you become so much more aware of tension patterns and 
um, tightness and anything that you actually are feeling when you open your chest up and when you actually stand up and you know get those legs a little bit wider and start to move the body a little bit more like there's so much more to experience than just you know this localized friction-based stimulation when you're when you're masturbating in that really stereotypical way yeah yeah <sighs> um, i'm just mindful of time emily and i'm wondering is there is there some more little nuggets of wisdom that you'd like to share or something that you maybe um, felt like we haven't touched on that you would like to just throw into the conversation mm. it's just like um what i'm feeling like just to summarize that conversation is that the, the current consciousness of sexuality is basically about power and what cam and i do is transform that to being about love i feel sorry i don't want to speak for you but what i feel like i do is is transform that to being about love and then from when it's about love what can be experienced increases so much and yeah the depth of connection to yourself increases to what you have with other people increases and it's just extremely beautiful like really i just feel like um it's extremely beautiful and it's beautiful supporting people to do to access these parts of themselves and to create more of this in their life and to start to have a different relationship with their body and their sexuality as a natural part of who they are mm, yeah yeah thank you so much for for ending it on a really lovely note because um yeah we talked about some some heavy stuff and um I, and I and I agree with you. I, I I love the idea of bringing things back to back to love and back to, um, well, you know, the the name of your work, you know, back to consciousness, like bringing things up to that higher plane. And there's so much more that we can experience. So, um, totally resonate with what you've just shared there, and am am very much an advocate for that particular way of thinking about sexuality is is bringing it to that kind of higher level. So, um, I wanna I wanna say a huge thank you for for taking time. I know. Uh, kind of sprung this conversation on you. So I appreciate you feeling um, comfortable enough to, to have it. I, I want to thank you for spending the time to, to have a chat with me. Thanks, Cam. Yeah, it's beautiful to connect with you. <laughs>